Would you buy a piece of complex prepping gear that could potentially save your life, not learn it or test it, and plan on being able to use it when the stuff hits the fan? Some of you are doing just that, and we'll dig into that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello and welcome. Happy Monday. Welcome to episode number 371. I know I'm late today, but you know, sometimes life jumps out at you. And I'm certainly glad that you are here with me today. Krista's not. She will be back for tomorrow's quick tip. So join her then. And I honestly don't know what her topic will be, but it should be something good. I told you that I would update you on Officer Albert Morin, Huntsville Police Department, who was shot earlier this month, and his partner, Garrett Crumbie, was killed on a domestic call. Well, to update you on that, the respirator has been removed. He's moved to a private room. He's talking, and he says he's looking forward to getting back to work. Now, it's going to be a while, so keep Officer Albert Morin in your prayers, and we will update you even further when we get more information. Now, this morning, there have been two shootings in Louisville. Now, the first one occurred at the old National Bank when a disgruntled employee, whose name we will not mention on the podcast, went in and began shooting. And if I remember correctly, there are five dead and eight more injured, including a Louisville police officer who is fighting for his life after being shot by the gunman, and he was shot in the head. Now, this is Officer Nick Wilt. He's 26 years old. He just graduated from the police academy on March the 31st and had barely been on the job when he was shot. Now, they were very quick in getting to the scene, and they actually stopped the threat. And stopped the threat means they killed the shooter. The shooter was shooting at the police when they arrived. Now, here's the thing about that. And we in law enforcement understand this. If they're shooting at us, they're not killing other people. It's a hard thing to think about, but we've thought about this, and we know that we are taking risk every time we go to a call. Just like Albert Morin, Officer Albert Morin from Huntsville Police Department, and his partner Garrett Crumby, they knew the risk going in on this domestic call. This is not a business that is totally safe. It's one of the more dangerous occupations that you can have. Now, there are more dangerous occupations, but this is always up near the top of the list, as is firefighters. There are a lot of firefighters that lose their lives in the line of duty. Later in the day, after the bank shooting in Louisville, There was another shooting, and that was outside Jefferson Community and Technical College on their technical campus in Louisville, Kentucky. 
I think this one was targeted as far as the victims go. See, there were multiple suspects that went up and they killed one person, they shot another, and they jumped into a getaway vehicle. And at the last I heard, they were still on the loose, but there is no threat there to the community at this time. This is what Louisville Metro PD put out on their Twitter page, and it says there is no active aggressor at JCTC at 8th Chestnut Streets. We're confirming there was a shooting outside and the suspects fled prior to police arrival. Let's change that to what it actually is, active killer or active murderer. They murdered someone in this case. Before we even knew the names of the shooters or the name of the shooter in the bank, And before we knew the details of what had come here, we began to hear more and more calls for gun control. Is murder not already illegal? Did they not break the law in killing people? If I'm not mistaken, that's still illegal in all 50 states. So that law didn't do any good. Shooting at other people is not legal in any state that I know of under this type of circumstance. So that law didn't work. I challenge you, tell me one law that would have stopped either one of these shootings. There's not one. They broke the law in doing what they did, and another law is not going to stop it. So I challenge you, if you believe that we need more gun control, please email me the law that you think we could pass that would stop these types of active shooters. There's not one. They're already breaking the law. Let's get into our podcast topic today, and that is that having a ham radio for SHTF is not enough. You have to learn how to use it. Krista and I both are ham radio operators, and we shared with you that we were at the Columbus, Mississippi Ham Fest, their inaugural first annual ham fest there at the American Legion Post 69. We had a good time there. In fact, toward the end of this week, we're going to have an interview coming up with a couple of folks there at the Ham Fest. But going to these Ham Fests, I'm seeing something that really disturbs me. And I hesitate to call these folks out at the time. So I'll just call you all out all at one time. I see these folks that are buying these Beofang radios just in case said, I'll buy it just to have it. Now, if you buy it just to have it, I'll almost guarantee that you won't be able to use it when you need it. You need to get a license now, learn to use it. It takes a few hours of study, cost about $15 to take the test. And now I think the 10-year license is 30 bucks. So for a few hours of study, And $45, you can have your ham radio license good for the next 10 years. And that gives you the privilege of learning to use that radio. And we'll dig into that in just a minute. But let me mention our sponsors for today's episode. Pro One Gravity Water Filters. When you want to know without a doubt that you can have clean, crystal clear, safe drinking water if the stuff hits the fan, or as we do, every day. The link's on our website for Pro One Gravity Water Filters and also for 4Patriot, the number 4 and the word Patriot. 
your go-to source for emergency survival food as well as prepping gear. We do business with them. In fact, over the weekend, we received a delivery from For Patriot with some survival food. Use the code PREPPER at checkout. That's forpatriot.com or use the link on our website. Today, we want to address why preppers really do need a ham radio license. Now, here's some things that we've heard. You don't need a ham radio license because anyone can use a ham radio in an emergency. Well, that's true. The FCC regulations state that any person can communicate on any frequency when life or property is in danger. That's a true statement, but you need to know how to use it. And we'll explain some of that. Here's another thing that I've heard. After SHTF, there won't be anyone coming after you for transmitting. Well, that might be true if you're talking about a total grid down societal collapse. But what about if the tornado hits the house? What about if you're trapped in a snowstorm that's 10 feet deep and you need help? What about that? So in a total grid-down situation where we lose the rule of law, that would be true. Here's another thing we hear. I don't want to be on a government list or the government will know where you are. Here's the bad news. You're already on a government list if you work and pay taxes, you're on a list. If you have a driver's license, you're on a list. If you own property, you're on a list. And you're probably on the list if you frequent prepper sites, participate in prepper social media groups, if you use certain search terms like overthrowing the government or hijacking aircraft or how to make bombs, you might even get a visit from some folks. And to be honest, probably on the list if you do a prepping podcast. Let's take a break for our sponsors and we'll be back in just a minute. You have your threat assessment and plan in place. Check. You have food stocked up. Check. You have your get-home bag. Check. You have your fire and first aid supplies. Check. You have a generator and auxiliary heat source. Check. You have everything you need to keep your family safe, happy, and fed for a month. Except water. A family of four would need a minimum of 120 gallons just for a month. That's a lot of water. It's heavy, and it takes up a lot of space. For less than the cost of water containers to store that 120 gallons, you can have a family-sized Pro One gravity water filter. Then, as long as you can source water from a creek, a stream, river, lake, pond, even a mud hole, you can have crystal clear, clean drinking water. We have the big plus. Not only is it the backbone of our emergency water plan, we use it every day. It makes the water taste better. It is so simple to operate. Just put unfiltered water into the top portion and clean, safe water comes out into the bottom portion. The Pro One Gravity Water Filter takes out over 200 contaminants, including viruses, bacteria, parasites, heavy metals, herbicides, and pesticides, microplastics, acids, pharmaceuticals, and more. There's a Pro One Gravity Water Filter for you. Go to our website, www.practicalprepping.info. Click on that link and check it out. We've experienced food shortages in the grocery stores from supply chain issues. Now we're hearing from farmers how food harvests are decreasing and will likely get smaller. 
We could find ourselves staring at empty pantry shelves or standing in food lines. Yes, it could happen in America. That's why survival food is more important than ever. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriots Survival Food Kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years super survival food. This is that next tier level of food storage we've talked about on the podcast. These kits are compact, sturdy, water-resistant, and stack easily. They have delicious breakfast, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add water, simmer, and serve. Right now, you can go to 4 and use the code PREPPER to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. They're called Four Patriots because a portion of every sale is donated to charities who support our veterans and their families. Just go to fourpatriots.com and use the code PREPPER to get 10% off. That's fourpatriots.com. Use the code PREPPER. Start building your stockpile today. If you own a small business, or even if you're a single operator, you are probably like the rest of us, always wanting more customers. ProLine Digital Marketing could be the thing you've been looking for. They can provide leads to you for people who are looking for what you do. Any business can benefit from digital marketing. Attorneys, mechanics, home health care workers, lawn care service, even dog walkers and babysitters. If you want more business, get in touch with ProLine Digital Marketing, a part of the ProLine Digital Group family. They are linked from our website. Or type in ProLineDigitalGroup.com. ProLine Digital Group, your custom, reliable, innovative solution. Here's another thing I've heard a lot of times, and that is, I don't care about the law. I'll just do what I want when I want. Well, here's the thing. Licensed hams usually won't talk to an unlicensed operator except in an emergency, and it only takes us a minute to figure that out. I don't know of any ham that will talk to an unlicensed person except during an emergency. The FCC can and will fine people for unlicensed operation, and they'll prosecute and jail people if you continue to operate unlicensed. I've seen it happen. Ham radio operators are pretty good at triangulating transmissions, and if you make a nuisance of yourself or cause interference or continue operating without a license, we will find you. We practice that stuff. It's called a fox hunt. We hide a transmitter. It transmits like one minute out of every five And we are able to track that down. And that transmitter may be hidden 10 miles away from us. And we kind of compete. First one to find it, you're the winner. What do you win? You just get to brag about being the winner. But it's all about having a lot of fun. But it's very good for practicing tracking down uh, people that are transmitting illegally or a number of other things as well. Now, also, the FCC has what they call FCC volunteer monitors, and they report infractions of the regulations. Usually, it results in a warning letter the first time, but it could go further. So that's the legal side of things. Let's get down to where the rubber meets the road and talk about some reasons that you really need a ham radio license. One is to learn, practice, and test what works. Would you want to be a new gun owner 
throw it in the bag, and in an emergency want to be trying to figure out how to load it? No, you'd buy it, get training, practice with it, and test ammo. You want to know that gun would work when you need it. Well, we need to be learning. Ham radio is a lot different than CB, FRS, GMRS, or even MURS. The Citizens Band, Family Radio Service, General Mobile Radio Service, or the Mutual Use Radio Service. And these are some of the radios that you will get in the blister packs in the big box stores. Now, these are channelized radios. You turn it on, you turn it to the desired channel that you want to talk on, and you push to talk. We've all used those kinds of radios. Everyone gets to the same channel, and it works. Now, CB can use single sideband, but it's primarily channelized as well across 40 channels. But now, ham radio is totally different. It's not limited to preset channel frequencies. But it's infinitely variable across the band. You can use half, quarter, whatever between the frequencies, especially on HF, high frequency. And that's the worldwide stuff. That stuff is infinitely fluid. And you have to learn how to tune it in. You have to learn how to program your radio. And the license gives you the privilege of actually getting on the radio trying different repeaters, and getting comfortable operating your radio. It also gives you the opportunity to test your equipment. We talk about learning and testing any prepper gear that we have or that we buy, and that's a good idea. We should do that. We do not need to be staking our life on some piece of gear that we've never used and we've never learned. And yet, too many people buy a cheap handheld radio and toss it in the closet or in the bag and say, well, I have it in case I need it. And they check off communication on their prepper checklist. Well, they've got the radio. The potential is there in the radio. But as I said earlier, when it comes down to a time of need, I can almost guarantee that you won't be able to use it when you need it. It'll be useless. So you have to understand it. What is simplex or duplex? That's important. What do you need to program in a repeater? And how do you talk on a ham radio? It's not 10-4 good buddy. It's a whole different ballgame. It's really not hard to learn. And as I said a while ago, for about $45, you've got a license for 10 years. And quite honestly, it is a lot of fun. But you have to understand that radio. You have to program it ahead of time. And you need to know where to get the information. And you need to be able to program it on the fly, which you can do if you know how. But you have to practice. And you have to test that radio itself. Do you need to upgrade the antenna? That stock antenna that comes on a lot of handheld radios it's basically useless if you're more than a few miles apart. You may need to upgrade that antenna. And can you make contact from inside your house? How about from outside your house? Do you really need an outside antenna? You need to know, is your programming solid? Does it actually work? Or have you missed something like putting in a tone? Do you even understand what the tone is? Folks, I'm trying to encourage you. One, ham radio is a great hobby. We have a lot of fun with it. 
You can do a lot of things, but it is fantastic for emergency situations. But you have to know ahead of time. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to encourage you. If you've bought one of those Beofang radios, thrown it in the bag so that you will have it just in case, get that thing out, do a few hours of study, take the test, learn to use the radio. But once you get that license, you've got the privilege of getting on that radio. And there will be folks that will take you by the hand. We call them Elmers. I don't know where that term came from. Your Elmer is the one that is teaching you. I've taught many. I had Elmers back in the day when I started. They helped me through. They taught me. And I learned well how to use my ham radio. But I would never have been able to do that if I had just bought it, thrown it in the bag, and said I have it if I need it. It's a complex piece of prepping gear. You need to learn how to use it. Drop me an email if you need some more resources. I'll put some of the resources on the website. Give me a day or so, and I will have those up on the blog on the front of the website. And you can click on those links, and you can go and find all kinds of information. And here's one of the neat things, if you didn't already know this. Yes, there's a test involved. But we'll give you all the questions and all the answers verbatim ahead of time. So you study, you learn, you take the test, you get your license, and then you have a whole lot of fun on the radio. I really do appreciate you folks listening every day, taking your time out, and I hope to see you down the log sometime. And for you ham radio operators, I'll say 73 from KI4DHS, and we'll see you next time. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Practical Prepping Podcast. Would you consider supporting this podcast by buying us a cup of coffee? Go to the website, practicalprepping.info, and click on the link to buy me a coffee. You can contact us by email at info at practicalprepping.info. You can also contact us through Facebook and through our website. And until next time, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.